Hi, I'm Talissa. And I'm Rachel, and this is Transatlantic Crime, a true crime podcast that covers stories from each side of the pond. Every week, we will both cover a separate story with a running theme. Disclaimer, this podcast will contain swearing and details that some people may find offensive. If you are of a sensitive disposition, listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Transatlantic Crime. What a week. I, I cannot believe you did not realise your t-shirt says, what does it say? If you want to win the lottery, you have to make the money or... You have to buy a ticket. Oh, you have to make the money or, or buy a ticket. Yeah. yeah. Well, you bought a ticket, so you're definitely going to win. Come on, guys. Well, the lottery <laughs> will be over by the time you guys will be listening to this episode, so... And we'll be in sweet, sweet Mexico. <laughs> yes. I'm bringing all of the uh, hippie California energy that I've I'm surrounded yeah. by. I'm... Burn some fucking sage. Oh man, I already done that. <laughs> Been there. Well, we we are in, mate. We're... We are winning. No, somebody a while ago, the psychic that I used to do her podcast for, she gave me these yeah. sticks, these like incense sticks, and these are specifically for money like you light them for money oh my god so my apartment oh, thanks rach didn't share the wealth or did you burn them all <laughs> i'm doing it now i'm sharing it i'll share it all i promise but my apartment smells like that incense money stick right now it smells like money it does it does <laughs> rachel did you i cannot believe you didn't realize you're wearing that shirt what the fuck is that shirt it's from the movie uh with jake gyllenhaal the I love that film, Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler. Yeah, there's just a. I love that film. There was, it was so good. There was a time where I worked for like a film distribution company, and we'd get all these like free movie T-shirts and stuff like that. So <laughs> this is my pajama shirt. Oh my god, what a sign! What a sign! <laughs> oh my god. I can't believe that you pointed that out, and I didn't even realize. Rachel, it just says lottery in bright yellow letters on my face. <laughs> Wow. I forgot to put on my bet. I better, I better put it on later. Otherwise, oh, yeah. we won't win and can't have uh, that. I haven't got anything that says lottery on it. Maybe I could make a t-shirt. Wear, wear green. <laughs> wear yeah. green. Okay. I've definitely got green. Mm. That's fine. I know all these like... Come on, lottery. Uh, attraction. <laughs> I My chiropractor in LA, she's very woo-woo and she tells me... <laughs> She talks. She tells me like all these different things because she's like, you know, sometimes chiropractors are expensive, but she's like very nice. She'll she'll help. Yeah. Whatever. And she's like, we want like let you pay in bits. Or- yeah, and she'll like work something out with you. But she, That's she nice. was like, we want our clients to make money because then they'll come see us more. Obviously. So yeah, of course. Every time I go in, like she has like. A money candle that she lights for everyone and she tells me these oh i love like affirmations that you could say like i am a money magnet and money flows to me and all that kind of stuff so sometimes i want to move to california like nothing else and other times mm. i'm just like what the hell are you doing <laughs> It's a just to experience like, it. Yeah, I know what you mean. If you're in a good mood, it's great. Mm-hmm. If you're in a bad mood, you're like, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> but luckily today I'm in a good mood. Good. So, and but that's only because I know you're gonna win the lottery. Oh, yeah. So you know it, Talissa. You know it, I know it. Who wouldn't I'm be? I'm a money magnet. 
Money flows to me. Yes. Say it. Say it Say now. It. Feel it. That is not this type of podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so I have an announcement to make, which is I burst my eardrum yeah. on the plane back yeah. from Greece. Not good for podcasting. So it, I can hear you literally in one mm. ear. It was really, really painful and COVID for a week. Yeah. Then I had a week off to go to Greece yeah. once the COVID had gone. Yeah. Then I, my eardrum burst. I was like, I can't have another week off work. I'm taking the utter piss. Yeah. I worked from home, but I was in loads of pain. And I only had paracetamol and ibuprofen. Mm. So I went to get like some more powerful painkillers. Anyway, on the Thursday, that's the day we usually go into work. Yeah. So I had to like show my face. And I was like, right, I'm going to be early. I'm going to be, I look, I look great. I had on a new mm. dress. I was like, I look fucking great. I had red lipstick on. Ready like, for business. Ready for the day. Deaf and ready. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I was like, I might be deaf. But I look great. So I went into the office. There was a police car next to me, like on the road. And so I panicked and I made a wrong turn. So instead of being 20 minutes early, I was like three minutes late. Uh And that made me all flustered. And then I parked next to a lavender bush because there was no other parking spaces available. And there were loads of bees in it. And I was like, why? (laughs) And then I got into the office really flustered. And my boss was like, oh, you're a bit late. And I was like yeah I know but like he doesn't really he doesn't really suffer fools or like listen to your excuses (laughs) so I was just like I know I didn't even bother (laughs) I was just like I know anyway so we went into this uh meeting room for my appraisal which was booked for nine anyway and he went you know you really need to be on time and I just burst into tears (laughs) I just went uh Isn't that... Even, oh my God. Isn't that the worst <laughs> feeling when like you, there's no control of it? It just bubbles up and comes out. It just, it just came yeah. out. It, yeah. It just flew out of my face. Like, like if all those other things I just couldn't stop hadn't it. have happened of like the, the bees police and, and the, the police car, yeah, then you probably would have been able to like handle that completely fine. And he wasn't mean. He just said like, Please don't be late. Two meetings, which is fair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> like through like laughing slash tears, I went, as you can see, this is a massive overreaction and it's not you. It's my ear. <laughs> he went, do you want me to get you some tissues? Like, yeah. <laughs> and then he, he said, after this meeting, go go to the chemist and like get some better painkillers because yeah. I don't know what else to yeah. say. I was like, okay, I will. <laughs> and he was like, okay, let's just move on. <laughs> Probably like 9 a.m., ready for a meeting, ready to go. It's Thursday. It's almost the weekend. Those are all the things he was thinking about. He was just like casually like, man, if you could just be, whoa. (laughs) Oh. So yeah, if I'm I'm shouting, I'm sorry, but (laughs) I can't hear myself. You sound fine, but I I hope that you feel better soon. That's important. It sucks. Oh my God. So painful. I was weeping. Mm. I was weeping on the plane in Carly's lap. Yeah. We're best friends, but we're not like touchy feely and like, oh, yeah. how are you, babe? Like nothing. Like we're just like sisters, basically. Yeah. Don't we're, touch like, me. Harsh <laughs> to each other. Yeah. Like, uh, could you move your fucking arm off my armrest? Yeah. <laughs> she said, "Is it? Does it help if I put my hand on your ear?" And I was like, "Yeah." She was like, "Oh, come and lay in my lap." Like Aww. that was like the most affection we showed each other. Oh, also, you know, I said like me and Carly are like. Uh, 
sisters, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, nothing displays this better than the other night. So her period is late mm-hmm. by, like, six weeks. She's not pregnant because we did we did tests. She's not pregnant mm-hmm. at all. Okay. Um, is she and, okay with um, you sharing this? Yeah, okay. whatever. She doesn't listen. So... <laughs> I'm not being funny, but if you don't mean if you don't mean to tell people your personal shit, then listen to the podcast. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. No, it's fine. I, I will ask her after this, and you can edit it out if she says no. Yeah. But I'm sure she will say okay. yes because it's fucking funny. Okay. I had bought this like mini blender from Instagram. Okay. Like you know how Instagram always yes. advertises you stuff, and it's always stuff that you really fucking yeah. want, and you're and like, they make it look so I don't good. need this. It it does. It looks so good, and then I got it, and it was it's the quality is so yeah. poor. But anyway. So, it turned up and I was like oh my god look at my new mini blender it's so cool and Carly went that is such a piece of shit it's just gonna <laughs> she's like what have you bought that for it's just gonna end up as plastic in the ocean <laughs> and I just looked at her and went I really hope you come on your period soon because you're being a real cunt and she went I know <laughs> that is where my house is at at the yeah. moment sisters <laughs> love you <laughs> So, uh, your episode last week was uh, like weird, weird laws and the stories behind them. I'm so the- excited for yours. Yeah, I am as well. And I got into like a super massive history Ooh, hole. So yes. you'll have to excuse. There's like there's like lords and ladies and no. civil wars and no, oh, it's just, no excuse. Yeah. for this. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. Um, so oh, wait, wait, okay, wait, wait, wait. this is before. Oh, we what? were going to talk about something that we both watched. Remember? Oh, <laughs> oh my god! I don't even know what to say. Okay, so um, so I watched. It's cool. Yeah, I watched the most hated man go, on the internet go. on Netflix, and I, I hope everyone else has now. Yeah, I immediately text Alyssa. Please, I was like, "Did you watch this? Because we have to talk about it." If you haven't watched it, we're going to spoil the shit yeah. out of it. So you need to fast forward. And watch yes. it. And then re-listen. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. What the fuck is that guy and where is he now? Like, I think he's living with his parents in Sacramento, California. Because he's... What a loser! Right? <laughs> and he must be like 39? It was like, I think it's like 2012 and he was 29. Also, his girlfriend. <sighs> the whole time this is going on. Yeah. I had... People going... Oh, they were sniffing coke off his dick and yeah. stuff. And she was just like, yeah, we were so in love. Yeah. I was like, did you know about that? I, I kept wondering that too. And I'm pretty sure that she was okay with it. But it sounded like he was the, you know, one of those dicks who's like, if Manipulative you want to be with lying. me, then you have to accept this. And whatever. yeah, like you're lucky you're my girlfriend. Yeah. I think she said she went to New She York. went back to New York. Yeah. And, and she was 18 she when was she first started 18. going out with him. Yeah. So that's something to um, note. The quickest summary in the world, if you haven't watched yeah. it and you don't care about spoilers, yeah. he's a guy that invented a website called isanyoneup.com. Yeah. And it was supposedly people submitting naked selfies of their past partners or people that they wanted to seek revenge on. So right. revenge porn right. is what it's known as now. Yes. And it's now illegal right. in England. And I don't know about America. Back then, 10 years ago, none of it was illegal. And they didn't even have that word revenge no. porn. It wasn't even a phrase that anyone said. Yeah. I feel like they're super retroactively using it. Yes. 
so anyway, on there, he would put their their social media profile as well. So not only mm. is it like a random photo, yeah. you know who that person is, what they do for a Which job. Is awful. Like it's 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 doxing yeah. is what it's known as right. now. But there, again, there wasn't a word for it then. And somebody's mum, they told she told her mum my pictures appeared on this website, and her mum just went ape shit. Oh my gosh. And just sort it out. This, <laughs> the, okay, this was my favorite part of the documentary is is that when you're going, and maybe because it's also applicable to like, not completely, but when you're going through something really shitty, it's really nice to know that there are such amazing, lovely people that are like, right, I'm helping you. Moms. 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 <laughs> also- and- the, mar- that the marine, the ex-marine, the internet security guy. Oh my guy. god, I loved him. He was amazing. What an angel baby yes. from heaven. Yes. Like, he, he was like, I don't like bullies. Mm-mm. I'm not having this. Yep. He's like, I'm smarter uh, than him. I know more than him. Richer. Yeah. I'm Ugh. taking him down, which is, it just gave me such a good feeling. It's like, yes, there are good men in this world. Yes, there are. Uh, and he loving, is one of them. He's <laughs> one of them. There are loving moms, and there are are even like the the British husband of uh, her name was Charlotte. Law. Oh my god, <laughs> I loved him. Yeah, <laughs> my favorite bit about him was when she said, "Oh, I said Charles, like even though you've managed to get her pictures down, I'm still fighting it." And he said, oh, "I really wouldn't bother with yeah. that," and went and sat in his chair, <laughs> his chair. <laughs> Because all dads have a chair. All dads have a chair. And it's like a... Not, he went and sat in a chair. It's like a force field. Like, oh, dad's in his chair and he's watching TV. There's no... Newspaper at the front. Slippers at the bottom. High-backed. I can't hear you. I'm in my chair. Oh, God. Also, like, it was kind of um, really fucking annoying that the main girl in it, I can't remember her name, is she called Kara? Kayla, that's her name. So what pissed me off was the mum and her were trying really hard. Mm. Take the picture down, please. And (laughs) amazingly, her mum called Hunter's mum at work. Did you hear that bit? (laughs) She's like, right, that's it. I'm calling your (laughs) mum. I would Such a mum move. I would totally, if I were a mum, that would be me. I'm calling their mum. Um, excuse me, you need to sort your yeah. son out, basically, was what, what, she, is what she was saying. Your son is really acting out, is what she was saying. And um, anyway, they tried every which way they yeah. could. Finally, she says to her husband, who's a lawyer, can you please just get involved now? And he's like, okay. No, so he said okay. One phone call. He said okay, because they got a fax come through and it was one of those like cut up letters. Oh, the death threat. Yeah, and he was like, Oh, this is how. Yeah, but it is. how easily this is war. The guy who defended Hunter was like, "Oh, yeah. a, a guy lawyer called me, so I was like, oh, okay, I better yeah. take it down.'" It, he was like ignoring all these, like you know, in air quotes, hysterical bitches. I know, and he even until the, the Hunter a guy called right, him. Hunter's lawyer was even he even said that he was like, "When another lawyer calls you, then you take it more seriously." Yeah, it's like. All right, great. Yeah. That makes me feel great. So he was so clever. The moral of the story is everyone should have a lawyer in their family or as a friend. Or just fuck it. He didn't even. He just just fucking pretend to be exactly. one. Exactly. Just call and go. Hello, I'm a lawyer. Yeah. 
and uh, I'm her stepdad and I won't charge her any fees yep. and it's going to cost you thousands. Right. So you better listen to me. The end, amen. I don't think that guy even checked. <laughs> right. I don't think that guy even checked. <laughs> I think he just went, okay. Get a, uh, like he... Also, maybe the British accent helped. I was just about to say that. If... <laughs> he sounds so serious. He did. It's just all business. No it's, pleasantries. It's the crispest yeah. British accent yeah. you've ever yeah. heard. It's newsreader material. Yeah. <laughs> it's none of my... I mean, I think I'm posh, but no. Yeah. Not compared to that man. So yeah, I would definitely recommend The Most Hated Man on the Internet. The other thing that, before we get into our episode, I could talk about it for the next hour, but I just... it was. Oh just my god, like, me too. It was our, like, heyday. Like, yeah. MySpace. We missed that though, right? Scene emos yeah there were only a few websites like that were of note mm. rotten.com did you have that i think so we had hot and or not that it was, was just definitely base- one remember that one hot or not yeah 100% we have that uh-huh yeah. i don't know if i put my picture on hot or not i don't did know if you? i was brave enough <laughs> but um I don't know. I think somebody did. I think maybe Carly did. Oh, wow. Or I did. Either Carly did or yeah. I did. I don't remember. Or we both did it for like a dare or yeah. something. Because obviously we were like 13, 14. So we thought we were like, I mean, it's a risk. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, if people say you're not hot, like you're discarded for yeah. life. <laughs> that was worse than the actual lottery. <laughs> so, also, can we talk about Butthole Girl? Oh. I don't know if I want to talk too much about her because clearly it's like she had a a love-hate relationship with that because at the end of it... I was so confused when at the end, yeah. At the end she was like, I was really sad to see it go. Yeah. And it's like... Why are you sad? You... It seems like she had a community that supported her, but also... She was abused by Hunter. For the wrong reasons. She was manipulated by yeah, Hunter. She was, I under- she was like, I'd rather have those friends than no friends. Yeah. Was kind of her, I felt like, was her vibe. Also, I want to know her backstory so bad. And I want to know Hunter's backstory. Hunter, like, yeah. Like, not his bullshit. What led up to this all this Not his shit. bullshit. Like, like, who hurt yeah. you? Who, fuck it. Like, he must have been so bullied as a kid. Or beaten up by his dad or, or like... Like at one point where he says, I had a girlfriend and I loved her and then she broke up with me. Yes, was that, that was a note. How Ted Bundy is that? Right, exactly. So, yeah, yeah it would be interesting to see where he is at now and what he's doing. But also not because I don't want to give I... him that attention. Like that is what he wants. Yeah, but do you know what's interesting? After the program, me and Carly looked up all of his social media mm. and he's got an Instagram and he's got like 6,000 followers. Really? Which is pathetic considering yeah. how big the show is. Right. And he also has a Twitter, again, really like low figures. Yeah. Also, part of his deal was that he was banned from social media. Right. So I don't think he's posted on... He hasn't posted on Instagram for like... It was 2014 was the last one and then there was one quite recently. Right. So we had a huge gap. I would be very shocked if people actually did follow him. I think they're just going to look him up. Mm-hmm. And he he looks really different. Really? He's put on a ton of weight mm-hmm. and like shaved his beard off. He just looks sad and weathered <laughs> as well. Like someone <laughs> like someone who's been in prison. He got he got put in prison for 30 months, yeah. I think. Yeah. 
which is like just under three years, I guess. Right. But yeah, he just looks like he's had a hard paper round, which he fucking has because he did loads of drugs mm-hmm. when he was uh yeah throughout that time younger right alcohol and drugs he was like basically an alcoholic and a drug addict i think i can't believe he went but i just want to national tv on anderson cooper and tried to defend what he did i don't know what anderson cooper is we didn't really have it here yeah it's just like well anderson cooper was a newsreader and then he had that show for a little bit which is just basically it's not like um it's Jeremy not Kyle. like Jeremy Kyle. No, it's a lot more like way more respected. Exactly. Uh, it. I don't think it lasted for very long, but you could clearly see what it it is is like a talk show, and he has different guests and stuff like that. Yeah. Now he's back. Uh, Anderson Cooper is just back on MSNBC or CNN or something like that, just as like a commenter, and he just looks like a nice, sensible dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He. Yeah. Um, is he? He hasn't done anything horrible, has he? For fuck's no, sake! No, he. he <laughs> Good. He's, um, he's uh, definitely like a liberal fights oh, for guy. those kinds of things. He's he's very outspoken. He also has a famous mom who was, yeah. I think, a journalist. And yeah, you guys should look him up because he's pretty famous here. If you don't know who he is, oh, okay. Yeah, we. I hadn't. Because I, I looked at Carly and was like, "Did we watch Anderson Cooper when we were younger?" <laughs> You're like Maury. Maury. He reminds me of Maury. Definitely. Maury po- is it Maury Povich? Maury Povich. Um, definitely not Povich, like a, a more highbrow level than Maury. Definitely not the trash no, that was on Maury. You like father. you are not the father. Yeah. Oh, which again, which is like, sorry, no, we've got to stop talking about <laughs> yeah, it. We've, we've been stop. talking for half an hour. We we need to get into the episode. But okay, what were you going to cool. say? What were you going to say? Let's... Which is weird because his little weird group of followers was called the family. Mm-hmm. The ones that would like send out death threats Again, for him and put fireworks Charles up Manson, their ass and stuff. Like, is it, were his... <laughs> and Charles Manson's yeah. followers were called that. Guys, Ted Bundy, well, I was watching. Charles Manson, <laughs> not people that you want to be likened to. Aspire no. to no, and also when that guy had a firework up his ass, I was like, "That is not the first firework I've seen up an ass, and it won't be the last." <laughs> That's such a like teenage like, you boy think you're in- thing. You're not even impressing me. No. <laughs> like, seen that? Move on. Boring. Boring. <laughs> okay, so this is the story. Okay. Um, so it seems like a really quick change <laughs> of pace. Firework up an okay. ass. Old laws. laws and the Boom. stories behind them. Let's get into it. Yes. Okay. I'm not going to tell you the law. Okay. I'm just going to because this this incident has a name, mm-hmm. and it's called the Campton Wonder. Okay. So, on Thursday the 16th of August, 1660. Ooh. This is like fucking Shakespeare yes. times. <laughs> so it's it takes place in Chipping Camden, and. That is a uh, village in Gloucestershire, which is southwest of England, and it's just above Bristol. And it dates back to the 14th century, so the 1300s, and it's famous for its market history and beautiful surroundings. So that's a little bit of history for you. Our story starts with 70-year-old, he's done well to get to 70, in 1660. Yeah. 70-year-old William Harrison, well done to you, for a start but he is quite rich. He started a two-mile walk to the nearby village of Charingworth to collect some rent from some of his tenants. Okay. So that's why he's rich. He's like a landowner yeah. with, with houses on it. He didn't come back as expected between 8 and 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. 
and his wife sent their in air quotes manservant okay. because people tended to have servants in those yeah. days, uh, John Perry, to look up to look for him. So he walked along the same route that he would have taken. Yeah. Which just like reminds me of like the 90s when no one had phones. It was like, just walk the way they walked and you might bump into them. <laughs> yeah, they're probably still there. There's a chance. They're just yeah. having a rest, and, sitting. And that was how we did things for 400 yes. years. Okay, That's how we did things up until 2010. <laughs> it really yeah. was. So, so yeah, he was like, right, I'll go walk along the route that he took and might bump into him. Maybe he's fallen over, whatever. Mm. But... Then the next morning, neither William Harrison nor John Perry had come back. So they were like, shit, people are disappearing. (laughs) Left, right, center. So the next morning after that, Edward Harrison, who's William's son, he went towards Charingworth to look for them both. So we got two people are lost and one person's going to look for the lost people. It's like, for fuck's sake. Don't don't do this again. I don't know what to do. It's just sending people into the abyss. So, but luckily, it's okay. On the way, he bumped into John Perry. Oh. He said that he was looking, he, he'd been looking for him all this time and he just couldn't fucking find oh, him. Oh, okay. That's so, good. I mean, that's at good least that he was. At there. least John's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, they decided to look further afield together to the village of Ebrington, which was between Charingworth and Campden. So, it's just on the route, basically. And okay. there they met a man named Daniel no last name, who told them that William had called at his house the previous night when he was returning home to Charrington, but he didn't stay long. Mm. So he has been spotted walking home. Okay. So we have a sighting. So that's quite good. The men, so uh, John and Edward, they then went to a place called Paxford, which is a town about another half a mile away, but no one had seen him there. Mm. So they decided to head back towards his original destination of Campden. Mm -hmm. And on the way, someone told them that a woman told them that she'd seen a hat, a band and a comb in the road. I don't know what, I don't know what a band is, but I'm assuming it might be some kind of belt. Or I was thinking like something that you hold money with or like, Ooh, maybe a band. I, don't, I can't Google a band. <laughs> yeah. It's just going to come up with a band. <laughs> yeah, any any uh, historians... If anyone knows. Yeah, from, ...that know about 16th <laughs> yeah, please century help me. clothing garb, let us know. What's a band? God, that's specific. Yeah. So, yeah. She, so they saw a hat, a band, and a comb in the road. Okay. And she picked them up. So they found that woman in, the, in a nearby field. And they said, have you got these items? Because we want to check them and see if they belong to William. She was like, sure. So she showed them and they were like, yep, they are definitely his. And she said, okay, I found them in the road. Mm. So that's why I've got them. They had been cut, like some of them had cuts in and the band had some blood on it. So whatever it is, it had blood on it. Okay. That's the point where you're like. Well, yeah. So they were like, fuck, and started looking for a body together. Wait. So they assumed William had been murdered. What? Did they even go to the house where he was supposed to go collect rent? Like, what? That would be the first spot that no. you would go to. <laughs> no? No. <Nope>. Okay. <laughs> well, no, I, no, no, no. Because I think they assumed that John Perry had done that mm. the night before. Okay. 
when he hadn't come yeah. back and he'd said i've been there i haven't found okay. him so i'm assuming yeah. like that's why not yeah. i guess okay Six sixteen hundred logic yeah. like let's not try and get into it <laughs> so so under questioning from the local authorities oh sorry just to let you know they were searching for a body didn't find okay. one john perry gets questioned and he said he was sure that william harrison had been murdered but claimed that he was innocent of the crime okay he then went on to accuse his own mother joan and his brother richard of killing william for his money and hiding the body what? so he's just implicated his own mum and his own brother yeah. and like for no reason hmm. like he's just come out with this so joan and richard deny that and they said they didn't have anything to do with, with William's disappearance. Right. But John continued to say they were guilty. And he claimed that they had dumped his body in a pond. Okay. So that pond was dredged. But again, nobody. The first court hearings charged Joan and Richard of a plot to steal money from William Harrison. Okay. Because they didn't have the body, they didn't charge them with murder. Mm-hmm. But they did charge them with stealing money, like plotting to steal money from him. Yeah. So again, they maintain their innocence, but John Perry's testimony convinced the jury based on the following. He had no reason to lie. He also implicated himself because he claimed that he was the person who suggested that they rob him because he would be on his own at night with money on the way back from collecting the rent. So the jury were like, why would he lie about that? He also claimed in court that Joan and Richard had already stolen £140 from William Harrison's house the previous year, which in today's money is 21 grand. Wow. Wowza. He rich man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, and then I was in my head, I'm like, why haven't you got it in the bank? There are no banks. So <laughs> They're in a mattress. <laughs> There's no banks for you. Yeah. So um, John had also... So it said here, John had also lied about being attacked by robbers a few weeks before William's disappearance. I don't know why that is going to convince a jury that he's telling the truth now. But it- <laughs> but maybe it's him just saying, oh, these are all the shitty things that happened that... Oh, yes, that makes sense. That led up to Like, this. on that road, it's dangerous. Yeah. Like, he's sowing the seeds mm. of, like, doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, you know, I've been boring you recently with that book that I've been reading about the 1300s. <laughs> Delissa, it's not boring me at all. I want to read it. I know! (laughs) Carly asked to borrow after me. I think it's brilliant. But it it was saying, basically, people never travelled on their own Mm. because there's nobody to help you if you get robbed, if you're just fucked. So, like, people tend not to carry money on their own on roads. They tend to go in groups, like the Oregon Trail. But if you're a Um, 70-year-old man, you're like, I've done this route a thousand times i'm fine people probably know him yeah exactly in the town so there's a weird law that is around at this time this isn't what the story's about but i found out about this law while researching the story the law is called the indemnity and oblivion act of 1660 okay so this law came about because you know Charles I was executed by Oliver Cromwell yes. because they said, we, this is the English Civil War. This is when, they, when it happened. And they said, we don't want a monarchy anymore. We just want a government yeah. like many countries yeah. have. They, they obliterated the, the monarchy. Anyway, that all went wrong. <laughs> and by the time Charles II rolls around, he's like, 
I'm going to fuck you up, the people that have killed my predecessor. So what he did was he knew that there were too many people to convict. So he passed a law called Indemnity and Oblivion Act, which basically means that you're granted um, immunity and amnesty to the wars that you committed during the civil, sorry, to the crimes that you committed during the civil war. Oh. When there was no king. Okay. So any, but this is not true. This is only true of everything apart from murder, piracy, buggery, rape, and witchcraft. So if you did any of those, you're still fucked. But if you like (laughs) robbed someone, Mm -hmm. you're, you're okay to come forward and say, I know who murdered XYZ. Okay. But I've got... I've got indemnity. I've got um, immunity okay, against it. Okay, interesting. I can see how that affects so, the story. So their lawyers said to them, why don't you use the Indemnity and Oblivion Act to try and get out of robbing him or being accused of robbing yeah. him? So e- enter a guilty plea, you'll just get away with it. So they were like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, this is only true. This is only true of first time offenders, by oh, the way. okay. They did that. And they were granted a pardon. Wow. So nothing happened. Nothing happened to them. So that's pretty lucky. That's good timing. But that was bad advice because, however, at the time, the judge refused to prosecute them for murder because there was no body. But then in the spring of 1661, the court reconvened and said, we don't care if there's no body. We still think you did it. So they charged them all with murder. All three of them? John. Yep. John, Joan, and Richard. And because of their guilty plea of robbery, the jury now considers them criminals. Mm. They're like, you're thieves. So you're probably murderers too. So that's why it was a bad idea to plead guilty. Also, nice one, John. (laughs) They should have just pled not guilty. It's so John's fault. (laughs) What the fuck? So anyway, this time they're like, we're all pleading not guilty to murder. We didn't do this. John claimed that his original testimony had been false by reason of insanity. Mm. This did nothing to help. The jury found all three of them guilty and they were sentenced to death. Whoa. So that fucking escalated quickly. Yikes. So they were all hanged (gasps) together on Broadway Hill in Gloucestershire. And you can still go the where, you can still go to the place where they were hanged Ooh. if you do live in Gloucestershire, Spooky. which I live very near, so I could yeah. go. Broadway Tower now stands on the very site of their hanging. Wow. So if you're interested in that, you can go and see. Just before this is fucking weird <laughs> as well. So just before their sentence was carried out, this is so 1600s. <laughs> Richard and John reiterated, reiterated that they were innocent. And then in a strange turn of events, Joan was also considered to be a witch. Uh, So they hanged her first in case she was putting spells on her sons to prevent them confessing. (laughs) Poor Joan. (laughs) What is she too? Like in her 70s. She is getting dicked left, right and centre over nothing. Poor Joan. That's really fucking harsh. Oh, and you're a witch. What? Oh, by the way. (laughs) We're going to kill you first because uh, yeah. you're a witch and you should feel I'd shitty about whatever, that too. At this point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck Just you. Just get it over with. <laughs> well, do you know what? I am a witch and I'm cursing you all right yeah. now. 
hang me up. Um, so, okay, so this was this all happened in 1660, yeah, 1660. Then, in 1662, the case took a really bizarre turn. So, guess who shows up? <gasps> he came back to William life. Harrison. Whoa. He, well, did he? Well, did he? <laughs> so... What road are we he's going not dead. down? Wow, I was not expecting that. He's not dead. He's fucking like 73 at this oh. point as well. <laughs> where, where have you been, guys? So, I'll tell you. He turned up. <laughs> he turned up on a ship from Lisbon back to the English shores. So, this is his story. He said he'd been abducted, wounded, had his pockets stuffed with money... Uh- and had been kidnapped on horseback from England via Kent. Okay. So he had been kidnapped on horseback, and then he was transferred to a Turkish ship from Kent. Okay. And sold into slavery in the Ottoman Empire. A, uh, whoever did this is not a seventy-three-year-old slave man. What's he? What kind of work is he going to do for you? Where the fuck have you yeah. been? <laughs> so apparently. He claimed that about after a year and three quarters, his master died. And so he escaped, stowed away on a Portuguese ship, finally returning to Dover via Lisbon. This story is nuts. It is, right? And so this led to the popular belief that England had a criminal law of no body, no murder. Okay. That is not true. No such law has ever existed. Whoa. Yeah, it's never, ever existed. Wow. But after that, everyone was like, well, it, no, he was alive, so that was wrong to hang them. So nobody, no murder from now on. <gasps> wow. Not true. <laughs> so, okay. For centuries in England, after he returned, there was a mistaken view that without a body, there couldn't be a trial for murder. And this persisted for 300 years. <laughs> Until John George Haig, who is also known as the Acid Bath Murderer. I don't know if you know of him. I should do a story on him. But he's kind of done to death because he's just really prolific. But yeah. Uh, Also, no, I'm not going to say that. There's a really good joke, basically. If you want to listen to an episode uh, about him, All Killer No Filler, do an episode about him. And they sing a song about him, oh. but you would only understand it if you're English because it's an advert okay. <laughs> that's only shown in Britain. <laughs> I think it was for DFS sofas. But anyway, so he he held that belief that if there was no body, he would never be convicted. Mm. So that's why he dissolved all of his bodies in acid in baths. Okay. But it turned out he had misinterpreted the Latin legal phrase corpus delecti, referring to the body of evidence which establishes a crime. Mm. To me, he thought corpus meant an actual body. When it doesn't, it means a group of evidence, a body of evidence, like a body of water. Yeah, you know? right, right. But that, I mean, that just proves, John George Haig, you're not a fucking lawyer, <laughs> but you obviously think you're as clever as one. <laughs> so, Like many serial like killers Like many do. psychopaths. Yes. Um, so at his 1949 trial... However, despite having no bodies, the prosecution did have a part of the false teeth from his last victim. Mm. And then a dentist was able to identify them. And so he was found guilty and hanged. Okay. So 
Now, there are about two murder cases without a body each year in England and Wales. Yeah. Only two? That's yeah. Very minimal. That's because it's super hard, right? Yeah. It's hard to prove right. without a body. It's hard. It's not impossible. Right. And it's definitely not, like, against the law, yeah. as as you've heard. Um, but there's um, just one more case that relates to this, and then that's the end of my story. Okay. So in England and Wales, they changed the law in 1954 to make it perfectly clear <laughs> that you can charge somebody purely based on circumstantial evidence. Because it was such a strongly held belief. Mm. They were like, people need to stop believing yeah. this because they're going to murder people <laughs> and think if I get rid of the body, I'm all good. <laughs> Basically, the case that changed it was uh, the 1954 case of a Polish man. Um, he's called Mikhail, I'm going to try and pronounce this, Onya Frizik. Okay. It's spelled O-N-U-F-R-E-J-C-Z-Y-K. Onya okay. Frizik. Um, any Polish people, feel free to correct me because I love learning about languages and how they're yeah. pronounced. So I'm definitely up for it. His, him and his fellow Polish friend... Stanislav Sikut had stayed in Britain after World War II and they started a farm together in Wales. Then one day Stanislav disappeared and Mikhail claimed that he'd returned, he'd just returned to Poland. But the police found bone fragments and blood splatters in the farm kitchen. Mm. And Mikhail claimed that these were from rabbits that he'd killed. And even though there was no forensic technology at the time that could prove otherwise, Mikhail was still charged with murder and that was put forward as circumstantial evidence and the jury found him guilty and he was sentenced to death. But luckily for him, his sentence was uh, reprieved. His death sentence was reprieved. So he just got life instead. He appealed his prison sentence, but that was dismissed. And Lord Chief Justice Lord Goddard referenced the case that I'm speaking about and said, Things have moved on since the days of the Campton Wonder. <laughs> so, like, in your face, basically. Yeah. yeah. And so this last bit. Developments in forensic science in recent decades have made it even more likely that somebody can be convicted even if there is nobody involved in the crime. Wow. And that is the story of the law of nobody, no murder. The supposed law. Which just makes me want to go... Supposed law. Just makes me want to go. Nobody, no murder. Like I just, I, I tried so fucking hard to get that out of my head for the past week. I kept thinking that too. I've just been hoovering, going. Nobody, no murder. Wow, that's such a good story, and such all the different examples and. It is, it is just an assumption. There's so many. I totally understand the assumption that people yeah. have of like, no body, no murder. No, you're fine. You're you're off your... Yeah. Prove it. Get convicted. Prove I did it. There's loads of um, episodes of uh, Cold Case File. Is it called Cold Case Files? Program that I love yeah. that has like those two women in it. Oh, yeah. They have a lot of cases where there's nobody yeah, that's such a good but show they always manage to get loads of circumstantial evidence i feel yeah cold justice that's what's called cold justice there's no more of them they're not making them anymore which is upsetting to me because it was one of my favorite true crime shows yeah. it was so I good know, if you haven't right? seen it so binge good. it it's so good your story yeah. kind of reminds me of something that was in the news this week i don't know if you saw it but really so there's this place outside of vegas called lake mead 
Do you know what I'm going to talk about? Because Because of climate change and everything getting hotter, Lake Mead is starting to like dry up. It's right outside Vegas. We all know that Vegas kind of started with the mob. In Lake Mead, bodies are starting to float up from- Oh, shit. Yeah. That were thrown in there a long time ago. I do love this, though, because that is people thinking they have got away with shit when they have not. Exactly, exactly. This is your chickens coming home to roost. No body, no murder. And, like, there was one- Not anymore, bitch. One body that came up and it was in a barrel. So it's like, oh, this isn't some (gasps) accident that happened. This was somebody that was put away in the lake. And they're saying that there's a lot of connections to the mob and that- Lake Mead was this <gasps> is this huge wow. lake, and that's where they would go and get rid of the bodies, and nobody would hear from them ever again. I bet you that someone's going to start a podcast purely about Ooh. that and cover all the. Maybe we should. We don't have time, <laughs> but you know, if we did, I would. So that is a good idea. Yeah. Someone can have that idea for free. We have some good podcast ideas about new stories we coming really out. Do. Yeah. Also, I just wanted to give an honorable mention to Olivia Juliana. Yeah, she is a a girl, woman. I don't know how old she is, but she basically was publicly body shamed by Matt Gates. Oh, yeah, you've been posting about this. I'm in love with Mm. her. She posts the best memes. She's posted a picture of like her as a wrestler getting him in a headlock. (laughs) He basically just called her like a fat, ugly bitch. And was like, nobody would want to get you pregnant anyway. Mm-hmm. Which, okay, one I have issue with because... She's a teenager. What she looks like have, has fucking... Well, okay, yeah, then two points. Yeah. Why are you picking on a teenager? Yeah. Why are you picking on a woman's looks whatsoever? Because you don't have a valid point. Yeah. That's why you're doing it. Uh, three, men would stick their dick in a ham sandwich. So don't start saying only pretty people need abortions. It's just simply not true. It's such a, um, uh, such a like low. What are you ten? Yeah, like it's yeah. Well, you're ugly. Right. Like, why would you? Ever you're a politician. Be, yeah. Do better. Oh, don't. It's say, really I mean, embarrassing. Matt Gates is the worst politician. He's already been uh, alleged to have done sex trafficking and hire brilliant all that kind of stuff so for him to be commenting on this and be insulting and it's just uh he's like one of the worst he's just a piece piece of shit a human turd but anyway so she didn't uh go oh that's made me really sad i never want to be seen on camera again she made loads of memes of her like beating him up (laughs) like all this kind of stuff and she raised a million dollars for abortion yeah. funds in 72 hours. Yeah. Yes. Yes, please. <laughs> that is what you do. Um, well, thank you to Lisa. I'd like to see him raise a million pounds for anything oh, man. in 72 hours. I, I really want to know who supports him. Like, he's such a nasty, gross person. Why is he... Incels, why is he, misogynists. Yeah. Why is he standing up on a platform and saying anything? Who's listening Dude, to him? The ex the ex-president has called women pigs. Yeah. Well, yeah, that another thing in on a public platform. Another so another thing about Matt Gates. What example does like, that give? He's co- he was constantly supporting Trump. Like everything that he talks about is about how great Trump is. So this is like the one time where he's talking about something else and it's still gross and not 
good. Yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to give her a shout out because I just think she is a fucking queen. Yeah, and so. to uh, end the episode on a, a good note. On a high, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, um, I can't wait for next week. I'm excited. Yeah. And yeah, I, I always forget to say as well, like, uh, thanks everyone for listening. And if you want to either tell someone about us or give us five stars yeah. or rate us if you haven't already, that'd be fucking awesome because it helps and we see them a bunch. we do see them we love reading them i love yeah. them they cheer me up on bad yeah. days so we see everything that you write and we love yeah. you okay thanks for listening all right then thank you bye Bye-bye. thanks for listening to transatlantic crime this week if you liked what you heard please rate review and subscribe and if you'd like to follow us on social media you can find us on twitter at transat crime pod instagram at transatlantic crime and on facebook with transatlantic crime podcast thanks bye